Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Yours Julie podcast. How's it going? My name's Claire Tuning. I am your host. I'm also a non-diet registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And you are currently joining me for episode 147 here on the podcast. I feel like it's been a minute, a couple of minutes, since I sat down to record an episode of the podcast. I took a week off, enjoying some time with family who are in town. I've been pulling from a bank of episodes that were previously recorded, so it feels good to be back sitting behind the microphone. It is just going to be you and I today. I hope you're cool with that. And uh, we're going to be talking about 75 hard, which is probably something that you have heard of or you're somewhat familiar with if you have been on the internet recently, (laughs) specifically on TikTok. And I've also seen it floating around on Instagram. I know by the time I'm sitting down to record this episode, it is kind of old news at this point. I've been hearing about it for over a year now, but I feel like it kind of comes and goes in waves. And we're currently in a period of time, at least on the corner of the internet that I hang out in, where I'm starting to hear about it more often. I feel like in the summer, maybe we were all distracted out there, living our best lives, whatever that meant for you. But now as fall is coming, as the holiday season is approaching, I'm just starting to hear it being talked about more often and I've gotten a fair number of questions about it. So I thought it might be useful and interesting maybe frustrating at the same time to to sit down and talk about this challenge. I'm going to pull some stuff from the website. We're going to talk about the creator of the challenge. And of course, I'm going to give you my two cents on it as a healthcare provider, as someone who works with individuals who are trying to recover from eating and movement behaviors that have wrecked their metabolisms, that have been bad for their mental health and, uh, Can't wait to to share my thoughts here in a couple of moments. But let me see, what what fun life updates can I provide? Well, currently I'm sitting at my desk, of course, recording this episode, and I'm wearing uh, a new pair of shoes that I got recently that if you follow me on social media, I've been calling them my fart shoes (laughs) because whenever I walk in them, they make a fart noise. And I got them at at Marshall's about a week ago now, and they were on the clearance rack. They kind of look like Birkenstocks, if you're familiar. Uh, They're a a rubber shoe. They're white. I live at the beach, so they're really great to just slide on and go to the beach. Doesn't matter if they get dirty, sandy, wet, all of the above. But anyways, I walked into Marshall's, and they had a whole shelf of them on clearance, for like $5. And I was like, why in the world are there this many of these shoes left like at the beach at the end of the summer? It was too good to be true looking back on it in retrospect now. So I got a pair. I was super excited. I got home and I started wearing them and I was walking around the house and I was like, what is that noise? And I realized that my foot, I guess like suctions to the bottom of the shoe and it makes a a very funny noise, but now I have discovered that if I wear socks with them, they do not make said noise. So I am joining the socks and sandals community. Happy to be here. It's actually quite comfortable. It's like the perfect balance of warmth on your feet, but they also still have space and room to breathe. I don't know. I very much appreciate it. A true fashion icon, if you will. But anyways, enough about 
my shoe choices. That is not not at all what <laughs> we are here to talk about today. But before we officially dive into the 75 hard conversation, uh, 75 hard conversation. It's not going to be a hard conversation, but the challenge is 70. You, you get what I mean. Uh, first, we have to back up a couple of steps and feature our Yours Truly Goalslayer featured post of the week. So if you are new to the podcast, this is a segment that I do in the intro of every episode where I read through a post that has been shared in our free private Facebook community. Uh, This one does have something to do with weight loss, so we will offer a content warning here. If you'd like to skip forward three, four minutes, feel free. Um, I'm gonna keep everything very vague. This poster was very thoughtful in the way that she chose to word things, but there is a, a conversation about weight loss here. And actually, instead of providing my own feedback on this post, one of our community members left a really wonderful comment in response response to this poster. So I'm just going to read this conversation. Maybe you will find it helpful. So here we go. Poster writes, Hey all, I'm needing some help with redirection. Does anyone have suggestions on how to shift my focus from the fact that I have lost some weight and I'm starting to want to quote, eat healthier to maintain weight loss instead of just working on my relationship with food and body? I had no idea that this would be something that I would end up dealing with when I started this intuitive eating journey. Since I was about eight years old, I tried losing weight and I have focused so much on it. And now that it's happening without me trying, I have no idea how to react. It is starting to make me think, am I actually following the principles or am I just turning intuitive eating into another diet? Like I have said, I have not tried to lose weight along this journey. I've just been working my hardest to listen to my body and heal my relationship with food. And I guess I'm just confused on how to feel since this is also new to me. So the comment that I would love to read because this individual responded with all the amazing points and and thoughts that I would have, and they've probably worded better than I ever could have, but this individual writes, Many people have body shape and size changes in all different kinds of ways, depending on their journey and body when they follow the intuitive eating principles. As long as you are not restricting food, you are eating for physical and emotional satisfaction, and you're not counting, measuring, or portioning your food, your body is likely just finding its set point weight. For some folks, that involves a change in size, and that's okay. To help shift your focus, remember that weight loss is not the goal, and when it starts to become the goal, physical and mental restriction are awful cycles to be in. You are eating in a way that is healthy for your body when you honor your hunger no matter what foods that includes or does not include. You can always go back to the first principle of intuitive eating. Ditch the diet mentality anytime that you're feeling like you're struggling. Also, try to be kind to yourself because this journey has bumps. You didn't only learn diet culture in a day, a week, a month, or even a year ago. It is a constant messaging that we see all over in our culture. And it's normal to have moments to refocus and speak to your inner self. And that's okay. 
So I want to give a really big shout out and a thank you not only to the person who started this conversation in our community, but also the individual who came to that really beautifully worded response. I hope you found this helpful hearing this being read. I know it's a question that I have received many a times, how to think about changes in weight, how to feel about those. And again, I thought the person who responded to this post made a lot of wonderful and thoughtful points. So if you are listening to this segment of the podcast and you are not already a part of our free private community, but you would like to join us, I would love for you to. The best way that you can do that is by visiting my website. The link is clairetuning.com slash community. And when you go to that link, it'll take you directly to the application. It is really brief, but you'll just need to fill that out and submit it before my team and I can welcome you into the community. The whole purpose of that application is just to share what the community is about, what we're not about, lay some ground rules so that we're all on the same page with how the group operates and how we respect each other and work to keep this a safe and uplifting space on the internet. So hope to see you there very soon. If you're not already, again, clairetuning.com slash community. And now, as I take a breath, without further ado, let's talk about 75 hard. Like I said at the top of the episode, this is just going to be an episode with you and myself talking about what the challenge is, what it includes, some of the things that give me pause about the challenge, and ultimately the TLDR version of this episode is going to be that I do not recommend this, but I'll give you a little bit more on the the why behind that. But before we officially get into defining this challenge, I'm going to read some things from the website. I feel like I do need to offer a little bit of a content warning, kind of similar to how I did at the top of reading the post from our Facebook community. Um, If you are in a place in your relationship with food where hearing some uh, strict language and some disordered behaviors being described, if that is not going to be helpful for you right now, I invite you to hit pause on this episode and either listen to an old episode or maybe come back next week. I'm going to have a really amazing guest that I can't wait to share with you. Um, I'm going to try to keep uh, this conversation and what I read here on the air, I'm going to try to keep it as vague as possible, but I will be taking some stuff straight from the website just to give this conversation context. So again, if this is not where you want to be today, no hard feelings, even though we are talking about the 75 hard, (laughs) no hard feelings, you can skip this episode and I'll see you back here next week. But now that I've offered that, let's uh, go ahead and talk about what the heck this even is. So we'll get into the background and who started this and who founded it here in a moment, but pretty much just the short and sweet condensed version of this challenge. It is a quote, mental toughness challenge for 75 days straight of you or whoever is engaging in this challenge having to do a laundry list of items or activities. And these things include, here's our list, 
Number one, following a strict diet of your choice. So it doesn't specify exactly the diet, just any diet that is strict. That's how it's worded on the website. The second thing is, again, for 75 days, exercising for a lengthy amount of time each day. Uh, Twice daily, to be exact, each of these segments of time are meant to be at least 45 minutes. So what if we tally both of those or we combine? That is a lot of time dedicated to exercise. And also, I should point out that There are no rest days in between, so this is 75 days straight, no resting. And also, not to mention that the website also specifies that one of these two exercise times daily has to be outside. Um, I can't really find exactly why it has to be outside, but if it rains, gotta be outside. If it's freezing, (laughs) gotta be outside. Uh, If your neighborhood isn't safe, apparently you still have to go outside. Like there is no flexibility there. And again, there's really no reasoning why one of them has to be outside, but that is what the website says. Next thing that we have to do for 75 days straight is take daily photos of your body or quote unquote progress photos as our dieting world would like to say. So every single day we're taking photos. And the last thing here, which is really the only part of this challenge (laughs) that I can get on board with, but the final part is reading 10 pages of a nonfiction book daily. Again, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. I would question why it can't be a fiction book. I would like to argue that reading anything can be an awesome behavior to get into, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, I think we can learn and expand our vocabulary and use our imagination in both senses. But anyways, it specifies that it has to be nonfiction. We have to read 10 pages of it daily. So that gives you the gist of the things that we have to do, the boxes that we have to tick for 75 days straight. Uh, No breaks, no rest days if you mess up, quote unquote. So if you miss a day, if you're not able to tick one of these boxes, you have to start all the way over at the beginning. So you could be on day like, I don't know, 73 and life happens, whatever that is. And you would have to start all the way over on day one. So I am already feeling a little uneasy, even reading off that list for many different reasons. But if it's okay with you guys, which I'm hoping it is if you're listening, I can't take feedback in a podcasting world. I'm talking into the void here, but if it's okay with you, I'm going to pull some things from this website because I think how the challenge is described, the wording that is used on this website is really telling. And it tells me as a human being and as a healthcare provider a lot about why I would never recommend this challenge and I personally would not want to do it either. Before I get into that though, maybe I should have said this at the top of the episode. 
I do have to put in here that although I am not going to be one to recommend this challenge, actually I am quite against this challenge for reasons I will describe here shortly, but I am all for bodily autonomy at the end of the day, meaning you get to decide what is best for you and you get to do whatever the heck you want when it comes to what you eat, how you move or don't move, what content you consume, what you read, right? You get to decide what feels best for you. So if this is something that you want to do, that you feel compelled to do, maybe that you've done in the past and you felt was helpful for you personally, go for it. That's wonderful. I don't mean to yuck your yum, as we would say in the food world, because your choice to participate in something like this is exactly that, right? It is your choice. But if you're a little skeptical, much like myself, of a quote, mental toughness challenge that's been created by someone with absolutely no qualifications whatsoever to offer nutritional or mental health advice, then I'm right there with you. All I'm trying to do here is open up a conversation about this challenge as a whole, the potential harms it brings, why I don't recommend it. Maybe we can look critically at some of these things and maybe even talk about some other ways that if you want to work on mental toughness, whatever that means for you, we can do that without engaging in behaviors that could lead to or further perpetuate an eating disorder or disordered eating behaviors. So now that I've said my piece with that, let's let's hop on over to the website here. So first, this is coming from Andy Frisella. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but andyfrisella.com, 75 hard info. He is the founder, the creator of this challenge and immediately when I land on the webpage, I'm looking at it right now, the first thing that I see in big black letters at the top of the page is a disclaimer. <laughs> it says, you should consult your physician or other healthcare professional before starting 75 hard or any other fitness program to determine if it is right for your needs. Do not start 75 hard if your physician or healthcare provider advises against it. So at least we have a disclaimer here at the top of the page. Part of me wonders if this disclaimer has always been there or if since this challenge has become more popularized that they have learned they need to put this here because of how dangerous some of these things could be. Uh, also, I should add here, if you are one of my one-on-one -on -one clients and I am your healthcare provider or I am one of your healthcare providers, this is me advising against it. But uh, if you are not one of my clients, as the disclaimer says, please consult with your healthcare professional before starting it. The next thing that it says underneath in big red lettering, attention. As you read through this page, I know you will be waiting for me to ask you to buy something. So let me be very clear. At no point, all caps, will you be asked to enter your credit card information. So read this message carefully and know that you won't have to pay for anything. Now I do appreciate this. I really do. I appreciate his intention is hopefully to help to add value to the lives of individuals to help people work on 
their health and their mental toughness if they're interested. I appreciate that this isn't like a scam that involves money or having people pay hundreds of dollars. That is the, the one thing that I guess we can give this individual. But underneath it says, again, big red letters, this is not a fitness program. Although a little confusing though, because in the disclaimer it said, before starting 75 hard or any other fitness program. And then it says below, this is not a fitness program, but it kind of referred to itself as a fitness program. So we are seeing some discrepancies, my friends. But it says, 75 hard is a transformative mental toughness program. If you're looking for a new fitness program or challenge, this is not it. This is a program that can change your life starting from the inside. Are there physical changes? Yes, but trust me when I say the physical changes you see on the outside are a fraction, all caps, of the results you can earn by completing 75 hard. And as you read and learn about the program below, keep in mind, this is not your next internet challenge. Think of this as an Iron Man for your brain. Ooh, I'm gonna take a breath. I don't know how I feel reading this. I feel, I feel, I feel uneasy. I feel like I've already said that. I don't know, I'm reading this in real time with you guys as well. This is the first time I've read this website, so we're getting the, uh, the live time feedback. I'm also not gonna read every word on this page. You can go and seek this information out for yourself if you are interested, but I'm going to read some of the highlights here. So next it says, how to take complete control of your life in only 75 days. There's nothing worse than rolling through life in the passenger seat. You wake up, go to work, and drift through each day with no direction or driving force. Then you drive home, flip through your favorite TV shows, go to bed, and repeat that cycle the next day. And then he kind of continues to go on here, talking about the monotony of day-to-day -day life, which, you know, we can agree there is usually some level of monotony in day-to-day -day life, but I would also argue that many of us are waking up and going to work and, quote, drifting through each day kind of out of necessity, right? <laughs> because we have to make a living to care for and provide for ourselves and those who are important to us. So there's that. Uh, let's see, at the end of this, he starts talking about you start doubting yourself. The mental struggle turns into a physical struggle. You're not exercising like you used to because you don't see the point. You try program after program or challenge after challenge to get your body and your mind back into a place where you feel great again. But those programs turn out to be temporary band-aids. And before you know it, you're right back to square one. Each failed attempt drains a little more hope from your tank to the point where you're running on E. I'm going to pause here for a moment because I find it interesting yeah i'll use that word i find it interesting the phrase here the sentence but those programs turn out to be temporary band-aids and before you know it you're back at square one isn't that just dripping in irony especially because this program is time stamped in its title 
right? It's called 75 hard. And the last time I checked, hopefully, fingers crossed, universe willing, we are going to have more than 75 days on this planet. So couldn't we also argue that anything that is only going to be for 75 days will also be a temporary fix or a band-aid, as this says. And then the, the latter half of the statement, before you know it, you're back at square one. Also interesting because later on this webpage, or kind of like I shared earlier when it comes to the rules or the guidelines of this challenge, if you mess up or if you have a day that isn't perfect on this challenge, you have to send yourself right back to square one. And of course, each of those failed attempts, like this website says, is going to drain a little more hope from your tank to the point where you're running on E. So now this has me wondering, is this program describing itself? <laughs> because it really, it really do be like that sometimes. It does sound that way. Anyways, back to reading. Now he says, I know exactly how you feel because I've been there myself. I spent years feeling like I was nothing, floating through the days with no game plan, no results, letting myself go mentally and physically, trying program after program to get back on track only to fall off right after I completed it. I knew I wasn't the only one going through this. I knew there were people just like me going through the same struggles. And here the challenge is born. No, that was just me adding that in. Sorry, I should have specified. <laughs> back, back to reading. I realized that the root cause of all of my problems was not addressed by any existing program because the real problem I had was a lack of mental toughness and discipline. Ah, here comes the mental toughness aspect. And really, as I'm reading over this, as someone who has written like copy, like marketing copy, stuff for sales. This is a brilliant like marketing technique. I know he's not specifically selling anything here because as he specified, he will not ask for our credit card information, but really interesting what he's doing here, right? He is saying, you know, this is how you feel. You feel awful, you feel run down, you feel depleted of hope. And then he levels with us, right? I was just like you. I spent years feeling that same way, letting myself go, using some of that diety terminology that is so put out there nowadays. Again, trying program after program. I knew I wasn't the only one. He knew there were people just like him going through the same struggles. And then he realizes that nothing else out there existed to help him solve his problem. So he creates said thing because the real problem was a lack of mental toughness and discipline so that's when he decided to take matters into his own hands getting back here and this is a little bit about who he is as a person sorry i'm being a little bit long-winded but i am very invested <laughs> doing a deep dive here so he says if you don't know who i who i am my name is andy frisella i am an entrepreneur and i've built multiple companies from zero to nine figures don't get it confused. I am not special. I am just like you. I spent the last 20 years figuring out how to master mental toughness and develop the skills needed to take complete control of your life and be successful in anything that you do. 
I know what it takes. It takes confidence, grit. Side note, I think the word grit is so funny. Growing up in the South, it just reminds me of like grits, like the ones that you eat. <laughs> no, I just think it's funny when people use that in sentences. It takes belief in yourself. It takes fortitude, endurance, perseverance. Wow, we really used the thesaurus here, didn't we? It takes a willingness to win. And these are not, all caps, traits you are born with. These are skills you can develop if you choose to commit to making changes and following through on what you say. I've taken everything I've learned about mental toughness and I made it into a program I call 75 Hard. And then underneath all of this copy, he has photos of himself, a transformation photo, actual results from day one to day 75. So I guess that's why there is the the picture taking component. But I want to back up for a second when he introduces himself. So he's an entrepreneur, same, and he's built multiple companies from zero to nine figures. That is incredibly impressive. I would argue that that in and of itself takes a certain degree of mental toughness, strategy, grit, as one might say. So it's interesting that he follows this up with, you know, I'm not special. I'm just like you don't get it confused. And my question is, if he's just like us, then what makes this individual qualified to create a challenge based on mental health in a way or claiming to help with mental health, claiming to help with physical health, claiming to help, uh, let's see what he says down here, uh, have a career and a job that you're proud of. It's going to help you feel confident about yourself and your actions, learn how to manage your day so you get more done, quit wasting time on meaningless things, develop amazing relationships, gain independence. Wow, guys, the list really goes on and on here about the purported benefits of this challenge. And I want to say too, I hope I'm I'm not being too harsh because I think there is a lot to be said, of course, for having a story and having an experience and being able to share that with those around you, especially those who are interested in hearing your story and how you feel better from how you once felt. But I think there is a difference between sharing your story and making your story the blueprint that you believe everyone else should or needs to follow. And I think that's kind of the challenge here, right? Because it's one thing if this was like a blog post of this is where I was and this is how I felt and this is what I personally did to feel better in my life, in my health, in my relationships, etc. Nothing wrong with sharing information. But where this gets a little tricky is that it seems as though from what I read and what I understand so far about the challenge is that he is taking his own personal story and his own personal experience and he is almost using it as like a prescription on how everyone in every circumstance can get out of a challenging situation or can heal how they feel 
mentally or physically or they can become more mentally tough with no acknowledgement for like the differences in human beings in general and the differences in our circumstance, the varying levels of privilege that we experience, the varying levels of oppression that we experience as well. Because, um, yeah, I would argue, because he has listed out here things, you know, 75 hard will show you how to 100 times, how to 100x the following traits in your life, confidence, self-esteem, self-worth, self-belief, fortitude, grittiness. <laughs> there we go again with the grit word. Maybe he's from the South too. Maybe he just likes his grits with a little bit of cheese, but probably not on this challenge because cheese is probably not allowed, unfortunately. Anyways, back to what I was saying. All of these things, confidence, self-esteem, self-worth, self-belief. I mean, wonderful, great, but everyone's journey to, to be cheesy. I just, the cheese puns, right? They can't get out of my head, but everyone's journey to these things is going to be different. And if we follow this one blueprint, like doing these things for 75 days straight with no breaks, no flexibility, it is not going to be the key that like magically unlocks all of these things, right? So that's, I don't know, that's just where I struggle a little with this. But let's go down to... Let's go down to this part. Here we go. So we, at this point in the webpage, he has described what the challenge is. I've been reading through with all of you. And then he says, I know what you're thinking. So he is now a mind reader, apparently. I'll start next week after insert event or other BS excuse here. I'm reading this exactly from the website. And his response is, that thought alone is 100% proof that you need to start 75 hard immediately. I can promise you this, what you will gain in 75 days will far outweigh any reason for waiting to start. 75 hard is not a challenge, even though it is called a challenge. Eh, that's on. It is a program. It's a tool. It's a tool that can drastically change you forever and you can come back to if you ever find yourself off course again in life. Well, isn't that strange? Because earlier in this webpage, weren't we claiming that this is not a band-aid and this is not a quick fix, this was going to change us forever. And then to follow that up with, you can come back to it when you find yourself off course Hmm, seems a little suspect. If you ask me, it's almost like this isn't sustainable. Moving on, he says, but you have to follow the program with zero compromises. Everything in 75 hard has a purpose that you will understand once you complete the program. I see people trying to change or modify the program. Hoo <laughs> No, you don't say. And then he has in bold, in all caps, that's the whole problem of your entire life. At first glance, to some, the program might look simple. Don't be fooled. It's not. To others, it might look too advanced. It's not. That makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Are you guys hearing what I'm reading? To some people, it might look simple. It's not. 
To others, it might look advanced. It's not, so what is it? I specifically designed 75 hard so that no matter where you are physically, you can do the tasks. Hmm, that's a little ableist, don't you think? Whether you haven't exercised in a decade or you hit the gym seven days a week, you can do this. Blah, blah, he keeps going on about you need to commit. You need to make changes and follow through. Is anyone else feeling a little attacked right now, right? Especially with that line, that's the whole problem of your entire life. Like, isn't it interesting when you can land on a web page of someone who you've never met and suddenly they know all of the problems of your entire life and how to fix them. Oh, then we have another disclaimer here. Another disclaimer to consult with your physician or healthcare provider. Well, I'm, I, I am glad that we have those scattered. Okay, final thing that I want to read from this webpage, and then we will wrap this episode up because it is turning into a rant session with Claire. But this is like a little FAQ section. So this section is titled, I'm not in yet. I'm still not sure because dot, dot, dot. First, I'll start when I'm ready. Again, he counters with, that, my friend, is your entire problem in life. You wait, you wait for the perfect time, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's almost like sometimes we have different priorities in life, right? (laughs) Isn't that a wild concept? It's almost like we can't always be prioritizing, exercising for hours and hours every single day without a rest day in between. It's almost like sometimes we have to prioritize I don't know, our mental health and not being on a diet. Like it's so wild that he says that is the problem in your entire life that we're being thoughtful about wanting to start a program when we feel ready or we have hesitation around something. That just doesn't sit right with me. Okay, next question. What happens if I fail? He says, it's simple. You start over on day one. I've had some say this rule can make people feel like a failure. You don't say, Andy. You don't say. I've had some say this rule can make people feel like a failure if they have to start over multiple times. Well, here's the truth. If you modify the program just to say you completed it, did you really succeed? No. Or so he says. That's the problem with your whole life. Man, how does this man know so much about all of our lives and our problems? It really is incredible. You constantly modify your plans and your goals so you say you completed them. And by doing that, you never achieve what you're actually capable of. And you end up feeling worse about yourself because you know deep down you cheated. You don't accomplish anything great by changing the rules in your favor just to check the box. You know, I would have to disagree, Andy. I would have to say that sometimes it is beneficial for us to be flexible in changing our goals or changing our targets based on where we are in life, based on, you know, when we learn new information, we can change and tweak things accordingly. I would argue that's like kind of the whole point of growth and learning in general. And I would also argue that the more inflexible we are and the more rigid we are in our approach to a lot of things, be it food, movement, our daily routines, the more inflexible we are, the less healthy those behaviors can become. 
because that's just like real life, right? Like this question, what happens if I fail? You have to start over on day one. This leaves no wiggle room for life to happen. Like, can you imagine just being sick one day on this challenge and feeling like you have to push through at the expense of your healing process in the name of quote-unquote mental toughness that doesn't feel tough to me that feels very disordered or can you imagine i don't have kids myself i know i have a lot of parents and caregivers who listen to the podcast so hey shout out to all of you but can you imagine if your kid was sick right or maybe You had to go pick them up from something early and you had to change your schedule around in the day and you maybe didn't have time for the second workout and all of a sudden you feel like you have to start all the way over or maybe like you sacrifice going to sleep at night because you have to get in another workout. Like I I hope you're seeing through these examples the very slippery slope that could become of these challenges when it comes to opening up the doors to really disordered behaviors okay final thing that i want to read here because this is laughable in my mind okay so this question says it seems like this would be difficult to sustain uh yeah i would agree whoever is asking this question seems to have a decent amount of sense about them they have grit as some would say (laughs) and he says exactly all caps that's the point You don't achieve what I'm talking about by doing the program for just a few days or a few weeks. I made this program 75 days because that is how long it will take for you to develop these skills. Skills that will stick with you long after you've completed the program. This isn't another temporary band-aid program that you're used to. I'm talking about making permanent and positive, all caps there, changes in the way that you live your life. I like, (laughs) I don't know, I almost don't have, I don't have words because I'm trying to think my own thoughts and say them out loud to you, but like, I would love to see, okay, the statement that he says, I made the program 75 days because that is how long it will take for you to develop these skills. How does he know that? I would love to know if there is a body of research potentially he is pulling from. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt that studies human behavior change and habit development. Is there something about 75 days? What about 74? Why not 76? Like, why is it 75 days exactly? And it's like on day 76, are these behaviors just locked in? Like, we'll never need to change anything about them? That doesn't seem real. And again, the emphasis on this isn't another temporary Band-Aid program. But usually, like, the temporary Band-Aid programs, I'm thinking Whole30, for example, right? They are usually time-stamped in the, the header or in the name of the program. I have a hard time believing that anything that you do for 75 days isn't a quick fix because what happens on day 76? Like, do you keep these habits up? Do you never take a rest day again in your entire life? Or you want to diet for the rest of your life? We know that's not sustainable for the vast majority of human beings. This, I'm just seeing some discrepancies. I guess, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. 
I'm going to I'm going to pivot here for a moment and stop reading from the the website. A because I'm not going to read every word on here like I promised. You can go and seek this information out. B because I'm going to have to wrap this up soon. I do have a client call to get to and I need to I need to calm down before I go into that client session so I'm not too heated. But maybe in order to wrap this up, let's like go through each of the things in the 75 hard challenge like each of each of the behaviors that it's trying to get you to do and let's just recap why you don't need to be doing that and why there are other ways that we can approach eating and movement so first following a strict diet of your choice we know like i referenced a couple of moments ago that for the vast majority of human beings dieting is not sustainable and when i say dieting i'm talking about approaching food in any way that involves restriction rules rigidity counting measuring weighing it might work air quotes there for a short period of time but it's not sustainable it's not enjoyable it takes the pleasure and the satisfaction out of eating in the long run which are all things that we need in a healthy relationship with food you don't have to go on a strict diet of your choice I would like to offer the idea that working on your relationship with food and creating peace and confidence in your food choices and in your relationship with food as a whole will get you much further in the long run than following a strict diet for 75 days only to very likely begin that cycle of yo-yo dieting on day 76 moving forward. Two, exercising for a lengthy amount of time each day twice daily to be exact one of those times having to be outside first and foremost your body needs absolutely rest days movement of course is a health promoting behavior whatever that looks like for you in whatever way you are able to move it is a health promoting behavior we cannot argue that and Any type of movement you are doing in the absence of adequate fuel and adequate rest is more of a stressor and is more of a harm on your body than it is a help. So this is not in a relationship with movement or exercise that I would recommend because we need rest. We need room for flexibility. We don't need to be following this rigid schedule. And by all means, you do not have to move outside If you don't want to, if it's too cold, if it's too hot outside, if you live in a neighborhood where you don't feel safe being outside, you can move if you so choose in an indoor environment that feels safe for you. You can also choose not to move and you can take rest and choosing rest, choosing to take a step back, choosing to be flexible in your behaviors is not an indication that you're not mentally tough. It is simply an indication that you are a human being who is listening to his, her, or their needs. And I would argue that is a lot more mentally tough in the world and in the climate that we live in than adhering to a rigid program. Next, take daily photos of your body. Absolutely not. You do not need to do this. I mean, you can if you want to. Hashtag bodily autonomy like we talked about earlier. You do not need to do this. This is a disordered behavior to be closely monitoring and or picking apart your body and the fluctuations that it experiences on a daily basis. We do not need to be doing this. You can take photos of your dog instead, or I don't know, of um, the delicious food that you eat, or I don't know, whatever else you like to take photos of. You can put other things on your camera roll that have nothing to do with your body, if you so choose. And lastly, Reading 10 pages of a nonfiction book daily, sure, 
If you want to do this, go for it. I personally have been on a fiction kick recently, so you can also read that or you can listen to a book or, hey, if you don't like reading, you don't have to read. I'm not here to tell you what to do. <laughs> but moral of the story here, you can build mental toughness in ways that do not involve behaviors that could lead to or further perpetuate an eating disorder or disordered eating behaviors. You do not need to prescribe to this challenge. You can if you want to, but I'm here to say that you really don't have to, and I do not recommend it as a dietitian and as a healthcare provider. I think the potential harms or the costs of this challenge far outweigh any benefits that there are. So I hope you found this conversation helpful. I feel relieved. <laughs> Maybe I selfishly just wanted to have this conversation to release all of my thoughts on this, but if you found anything that I shared here to be helpful, I would so appreciate it if you could tap the five stars on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you're listening, maybe take a couple of moments to review the podcast as well. Your support helps the show grow more than you know. And that rhymed. If, uh, if you're not listening on, listening on Apple Podcasts or you'd like to share elsewhere, you can always take a screenshot of this episode and put it on your social media feed, maybe an Instagram story. Be sure to tag me at Claire Tuning if you would like so I can send you a thank you for listening. And thanks for being here with me today. It was truly a pleasure to hold this time with you. And I will be back next Wednesday with another episode of the Yours Truly podcast. But until then, take care and we'll talk soon. See you, friend. <laughs>